Hey, 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 welcome back to the Soul and Success Podcast. This is Emily Roman, and in today's episode, I'm going to be talking about a very common question that I get from prospects and mentees that want to, um, that are actually in the uh, mentorship programs that we have available over at Emily Roman and Co. Um, in case you didn't know, we offer uh, programs to women in marketing and branding. Uh, you know, anybody that offers marketing services, whether you're a freelancer or not, or, a, or even a marketing agency owner. And what we teach is how to build an executive brand, how to skyrocket it, and truly create an expansive, profitable, and manageable business that aligns to your lifestyle. And we have been in this uh, march of basically launching and just starting because we've, we're a year, uh, what, yeah, we're almost a year old. Actually, we're a year old. We're a year old, guys. It's in October. I don't know exactly what date uh, it is, but yes. So last year around October was when I initially launched my beta uh, group coaching program and we had multiple cohorts, very, very successful program. And in these programs, again, these women in marketing, what they initially want to do is uh, learn how to close enterprise level clients. And the reason is, is because logically, and and this is a very simple concept, if you um, try to close bigger clients, there is a better opportunity for you to expand your profit margins. And a lot of people talk about the seven figure mark or the $100,000 a month agency and that sounds really attractive but when everything is said and done you are going to realize if you go that route that the profit margins are slim like you know it costs to run a business that makes a hundred thousand dollars a month and every single account that uh, or business that accounts for that revenue on a monthly basis is has a cost of delivery. So let's say you get paid $7,000 a month for a client A, there is a cost to deliver on that client. And if you are outsourcing the work to a team and you're doing it the proper way, you're going to have one to three people actually working on that particular account. And when everything is said and done, you might not be coming home with a lot of money. The other route of doing this is actually having a micro firm. And the micro firm is Actually, a it's not a new word, um, but it's something that is being introduced into this online world. And it's it's basically a business model where you have two to three big client accounts that are working with you as a fractional expert, right? And you go in, you do your thing, and you're basically getting paid a very fair amount, right? for the work that you do. And if you are a person that shows results, that delivers results, that knows what they're doing, you're going to you're going to and you have the ability to position yourself a certain way where most of the time these companies typically they actually allocate a specific budget for let's say a marketing director. And the marketing director's salary is let's say 100 to $150,000. And they approve that budget for that particular person. Well, what if you go in and you actually close that deal 
instead of looking at it from a salary perspective, you're now looking at it from a deal perspective. This is a $150,000 deal that I can bring into my business and it's they're looking for one person, right? They're not looking for a team. They're looking for one person and that person is you. So most of the money that's coming in from that one particular client that ends up increasing your annual revenue for $150,000 is is for you. You walk away with that money. So it's really important that you understand this context because the next part is, is like, okay, this sounds really fun and like I super attractive, but how do I get these clients, right? Well, there's a variety of ways that you need to do this, but the big, big picture, because uh, in this episode, I'm not going to go into the details of it, but the big detail is that you need to build your pipeline and your sales pipeline is something that most freelancers and marketing owners, uh, marketing agency owners do not have. Really interesting, right? Because you would think that as a marketing agency or a business owner, you'd have a pipeline set up initially, but I have found that the majority do not have this. Uh, Sales is uncomfortable. They don't know how to attract clients. They don't even really truly understand their their unique value proposition, what their position is in their marketing, in the market, and how they kind of how they kind of stand against the competitors, right? And on top of that, they don't even know how to price themselves. That's like all of these pain points are gathering around and culminating into having inconsistent revenue, obviously, and then having that big freakouts whenever a client ends up, you know, churning, right? Or like ending the contract with you because it it happens. It's not something that uh, somebody can say, it'll never happen to you. It'll happen to you eventually. And so these things... Um, that that cause chaos in your business can be mitigated though. And they get mitigated by, again, going for those big contracts where people are willing to pay you six figures for the expertise that you bring to the table. The cool thing is, is that you don't have to even hire additional help and have to like allocate from that income, that $150,000 income, for example, uh, you don't have to pay people to come in to help you. You can literally tell the the company, hey, what's your marketing budget? And just kind of like outsource on their behalf, hire people in-house and do all that fun stuff without you having to uh, let people eat from from your from your prey, from the hunt that you just went out for. And so one of the ways that you can build that pipeline is through actually looking at open positions in LinkedIn, in WellFound, and in, in a variety of boards. And these boards are going to have positions. And a lot of people ask me like, okay, everything sounds cool, but I don't wanna apply for something because I am a business owner or I'm a freelancer. I don't wanna do full-time. I don't wanna be an employee. And that's totally fine. I do recommend though that you put yourself in the line. And if you are what you say you are, if you do what you say you do, Um, you're going to end up being able to at least have the opportunity to have a conversation, like a discovery call with these people. And then from there, it's a matter of negotiations. Think about it. Even if you were looking for a full-time role, like uh, like an employee, 
you're still you're still going to need to negotiate your salary no matter what. But the salary and negotiation process and conversation is a little bit different if you're trying to look for a contract that basically where the company that is looking for a marketing director is going to pay your company for that particular contract, right? So instead of paying Emily Roman $150,000 for a marketing director role, they're paying me $150,000, but they're paying it to Emily Roman and Co. or the Foundry Collective, which is my actually uh, my actual marketing firm. So I hope that makes sense. Now, this is my recommendation, and I'm gonna actually leave the links to these things in the podcast um, notes so that you guys can take a look at it as well. And if you can't find it, uh, go to my Facebook group. We have a new Facebook group, by the way. Um, And I'll leave the link to that as well. But the Facebook group name is the Female Marketer Society. And I will be sharing a link to these things below. So you wanna have two pieces of content that are going to, and this is how I look at it, right? I look at it like pieces of content, even though Some people might think it's not, but these two pieces of content you're going to want to have in your business, no matter if you think that you don't want to be a full-time employee. But I can tell you that if Elon Musk today went to you and said, Hey, I want to hire you for paid advertising for Tesla as a full-time employee, I am pretty sure you're going to say yes. So it just really depends on your dream 100, like that dreamy client uh, list. If you have one, if you don't, that's another checklist, right? Like make sure that you have a dream 100 account list of the top 100 companies that you would love to work with one day, even if it's a full-time role, because all of these organizations are open to having contractors. Trust me, okay? The biggest organizations in the world have budgets for agencies. You know this because you're a marketing agency, but they also have budgets for consultants and individual contractors. And that's what you would be, a 1099 contractor. Now, The interesting thing is, oh, the two pieces. The two pieces are going to be a packages and services page or sheet. I actually have mine in a page website format inside Notion. And I, in this services and packages sheet, it's not like a Canva PDF, but it does cover things like, you know, what is my approach to marketing strategy, um, frequently asked questions, uh, my the tech stack and the proficiency level that I have. I also have my references. Uh, I have my testimonials. I have obviously a, a little bit of, a bit of portfolio content, and um, I don't remember what else I have. But this is something that I definitely recommend that you guys get and that you start working on it. The second piece of content that I recommend that you have is actually a resume. Now, the resume strategy is a little bit trickier because you're going to want to know, you want to you want to be sure of the title that you are going to be positioning yourself as. And this ultimately comes down to your your true expertise. And a lot of people, not a lot of people, some people in the last cohort had a lot a hard time in positioning uh, because it's it's a <clears throat> they had a lot of different skill sets. You have to learn and you have to pick something. You have to niche down. We always hear that whole you you sh- you should niche down, position yourself, and this is you know this is this is why it's so important. I'm gonna give you an example. For me, for uh, for example, I am an analytical 
operational expert and like it's analytics operations and then marketing and the the experience that i have is is not just the last 8 years of of my entrepreneurial career but it's beyond that it's 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 the the operational the analytical side of me like was something where skill sets that had been in me since my corporate days and so i was able to merge these three things together and i recognize that where i am most valuable is in the seat of marketing director i can be a chief marketing officer i can be definitely a cmo but understand that cmos like they t- like you have to do your time right like you can't just be a cmo overnight especially if you're you know self-taught or an entrepreneur that just started being a marketing agency 3 to 5 years ago a cmo typically has over a decade of experience or more in leadership positions right which is another skill set that is super important if you are looking to be in leadership in the marketing world right i know for a fact for me because i have um i've worked with teams i've tr- i've trained them i've created i've created training materials in the past uh, in my corporate life and also because i used to have a marketing agency and i ran a marketing agency and i built systems from scratch a marketing director who is basically the person that does the day-to-day things like basically brings the strategy from the cmo to life is is the, the best the best position for me the most that most direct, most clear and concise position for me that aligns with the skill sets that I have and also with the passions that I have as well. And so knowing that, like having that that level of clarity is super important. Um, my recommendation is for you to like one day sit down and like list down all of your experience even before you were an entrepreneur or a freelancer or whatever and start honing in on, what those skill sets are. If it's too vague, if it's too confusing, if it's too much, like you, like if there's not enough clarity, I the best thing for you to do is go back to networking and start asking questions to a chief marketing officer. For that, I recommend going to Exit Five, which is a an amazing community of CMOs and biz, marketing leaders in the tech startup world. I'm actually part of that community. And I just definitely recommend that if you are looking to connect with leaders in marketing to get more information and really just get feedback in terms of like, where am I best positioned at, right? Like, based on my experience, what do you think I should be? Like, what, what, like, am I entry level? Am I mid level? Or am I a senior level? Can I, can I play with the big dogs? But, you know, be honest with yourself. Um, and people will give you the feedback too. If you, and I would recommend ask for it, ask for that feedback. So for me, marketing director is the the best, most aligned position. Again, I could be a CMO, but I also like to be humble and a marketing director suits me best. Marketing directors typically make anywhere from $150,000 to $250,000 a year. And with that level of um, salary, when I create contracts for my, for the companies that I work for, you know, I typically don't take more than one or two clients at a time because it, these are this is big money that we're talking about, and it's expected that I'm actually going to be putting some time and effort into this, right? And 
this is another caveat too. And uh, I'm going to get into this for a second. You know, sometimes you're going to want to negotiate, right? So I might not get paid $150,000 a year. I might get paid half of that just so that the expectation of me having to be in the office available at all times as a full-time employee is not there because I don't want to work a full-time job. I want to I want to have time freedom. I want to be able to hang out with my family. I want to be able to, you know, take Bella to school and then come back home, make breakfast, lunch and all this other stuff, right? And obviously I want to create content for the personal brand. So it's really important that you understand these things and that you align and tweak the business model to how you uh you know, to how you see best uh, best for yourself. Um, but I definitely recommend that you guys start working on creating those two pieces of content that are critical, critical to actually snatch, snag a well client. And it's not just a portfolio, right? Portfolios are, is another big pet peeve of mine. A lot of students don't have so, strong enough portfolios, but if you have a packages and service list, like the one that I will have again linked down in the show notes, it's actually going to serve both as a service list, but also as a portfolio because it has a section where you can actually highlight the best work that you've made or work that actually aligns to the position that you're looking for, right? You want to make sure that it also is for one specific position, not a marketing generalist because marketing generalists don't make as much money as a marketing specialist, right? And so again, even if you are a marketing uh, agency owner, you might be a generalist because, and that's how you became a marketing agency owner, right? Because you know all these different little things and you know how to run a business and you know how to run the funnel and the ecosystem, paid ads and do websites and you've done it all. Well, you have to really niche down and like really center your skill sets into one specific thing. It doesn't necessarily mean that you can't have you can't do websites because you love it and, and or you can't do funnels because now you're focusing on websites. It's just that you want to pick something that you step your foot into these opportunities when you knock on that door and then you can, you know, open up the conversation to all of the other things that you actually create uh, or that you actually do so that you can create a better opportunity when it comes to the negotiation process. Um, I dove a little bit deeper than I wanted to in this episode, um, but um, I hope that you guys found value in this, um, this episode this week. If you guys have any feedback or if you guys want to send me a shout out, feel free to do so via Instagram at the Emily Roman, and I will see you next week.